Welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 26, Perfect Student Syndrome. Hey, smart humans, I'm back at work after my dance with COVID, and I'm here today to talk about the perfect student syndrome. Now, this is sometimes referred to as the excellent student syndrome, but as a former sufferer, that just doesn't sit right with me. I didn't just want to be an excellent student, I wanted to be perfect. And if you suffer from the perfect student syndrome, Odds are that you have low self-confidence, high fear of failure, and a pattern of people-pleasing. So in today's episode, you'll learn what it is, so you can check whether you have it, where it comes from, and what you can do to overcome it. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about how it shows up in coaching and mentoring relationships, and why it's important that as a coach or mentor, or actually a teacher, you're aware of this, of this dynamic, and how you can, together with your client, break the pattern. But first, what is the perfect student syndrome? It's the underlying belief that your performance or achievement determines your worth and that you need to always be the best to be safe. Now, let me say that again slightly differently. Someone with perfect student syndrome believes deep down inside, may not even be a conscious belief, that if they don't get the highest possible grade, award or result, that they have failed and are worthless. And as a result, they will spend enormous effort trying to figure out exactly what they need to do to pass the test, whether that is an actual test, a course, a project, or even a career, and then work themselves to the bone to comply with what they think are the requirements for success. And perfect student syndrome usually originates in childhood, and sadly, a lot of smart humans suffer from it. That's Probably because smart kids tend to be praised a lot for their smartness, for their ability to get high grades, right? So many people might have told you in the past, like, oh my God, well done getting an A on that paper. Or, wow, I can't believe you aced that math test or whatever. So you may have had like lots of positive feedback on getting high grades from your parents, maybe from peers, from teachers. And if this wasn't complemented with appreciation of who you are as a human rather than your achievement, then this can actually lead to PSS, to perfect student syndrome. And because getting high grades is an easy way to get adult approval, you may have decided as a child that this is one of the few tools that you have to control your life right? That this is where you have some power. This is where you can get the people to like you. And uncorrected, this can actually lead to deep underlying beliefs like love is conditional upon my achievements. 
I always need to be the best to be okay. It is not safe for me to fail. Right? And these are actually really harmful beliefs because they set you on a lifelong pattern of working yourself right to burn out, never being proud, content, happy, happy, and never actually having that feeling that you can rest. It's never enough. It's never good enough. There's, you always need to keep trying harder to be better. And then perfect student syndrome becomes a coping strategy that you use to feel safe, worthy, and in control. Only it comes with a very high cost. Now, how does this manifest in smart adults? Well, with smart adults, it usually kicks into action whenever they're faced with a new situation. It could be a course, a new job, a new project, even something like a daily workshop. And then in no time, that smart adult brain will calculate what it needs to do to gain approval from the teacher, the manager, the peers, the client, whoever it is they need to get the approval from to feel safe and good. And then the same smart adult will proceed to push themselves to deliver exactly that. Never even questioning whether this is the best course of action in this particular situation and whether it actually serves them as a human being, right? You're just like, okay, these are the circumstances. This is, right, this is what I think is expected of me here. So this is what I need to do. And they tend to freak out, by the way, massively freak out when it isn't clear what is expected of them to be, to get the approval, which is also very interesting. Now, as you might have guessed, there are many negative side effects to this. I mean, it's a skill and it, it can be super handy. Sometimes you do need to quickly read a situation and get approval to get shit done. But if this is your modus operandi all the time, you're probably suffering from a constant feeling of pressure of having to perform um, a lot of anxiety. You have a lack of self-trust and self-worth because your self-worth is always conditional on your performance and can actually be lost in an instant, right, when you don't perform as you'd like to. Another negative side effect, which you may not be expecting, is actually boredom. It's a sense of feeling trapped and eventually despair because you always have to take the most obvious, predictable path, right, that sets you up to win. You can never <laughs> try something completely different and risk failing because that's just not an option. You're constantly people-pleasing instead of being true to your own self. And that is extremely harmful. And what's worse, it can also interfere with relationships that are meant to actually help you. This is where I want to speak a little bit to how Perfect Student Syndrome shows up in coaching and mentoring and also teaching relationships. And I sometimes see this in my own coaching practice as well. So if you're a coach or mentor, and also if you are getting coached or mentored, this PSS is something you want to look out for, right? Especially if you work with smart humans, they are going to want to impress you. They are going to want to dazzle you. And you are going to like being impressed. After all, who doesn't like a good student? But this can actually seriously disturb your relationship 
because it will stop your client or mentee or student from bringing anything they're really struggling with to your sessions. Instead, they will show you how quickly they're getting everything, how incredibly fast their quote-unquote progress is. And they will even tell you how amazing you are as a coach or mentor and how well you know you are doing together as a team. That's wonderful. And of course, it's fine if this happens once in a while. It's great. <laughs> you know, I love my clients getting massive results. But if most sessions are like this, then you want to question whether your client or mentee is performing for you rather than bringing their true self. And this is something that you must address or you will both end up living in La La Land, right? And Maybe even the client will, at the end of your time together, they'll leave you and they'll say everything, you know, it's been amazing, it's been so good, and there's been some progress, but you haven't touched upon the deeper parts that really needed addressing, which is such a shame, right? So really be aware of this. And also, if you're not a coach, teacher, mentor, right, if you are being coached or mentored, are you doing this? Are you actually bringing the hard things to the sessions and if not why not bring it up with your coach or mentor okay so how do you overcome this how do you overcome perfect student syndrome and it's not something that's easily fixed it takes time and patience and courage first of all you want to start noticing when your pss starts kind of flaring up and get really curious what in that situation is causing you to want to perform, to be perfect? What kind of external validation are you looking for? And how could you give that validation to yourself? Second, a massive part of overcoming fear of failure and perfectionism is learning to feel uncomfortable emotions. And I'm going to do more episodes on perfectionism as it is another massively important topic. But for now, you can slowly stretch your capacity to feel uncomfortable emotions, for example, by allowing yourself to go from A plus, maybe via A minus to B minus work, constantly noticing how you feel and staying with the emotion instead of moving away from it. Right? So maybe instead of when you have to do a project at work, that, you know, putting in all the overtime, um, maybe 100 hours, reducing it to 80 and then seeing what happens and feeling like massively just uncomfortable and doing it anyway, kind of training yourself to be less perfect. And a big part of this is showing your nervous system that it's okay for you to feel, to not be perfect, that you will not die because your body probably thinks you will right? Because of your past. And this means creating a lot of safety in your body, for example, through somatic practice around showing up imperfectly. And a good coach or therapist can help you with this. This is not something you need to do on your own. So you overcome perfect student syndrome by intentionally becoming an imperfect student. I know. <laughs> it's so such a fun, not fun paradox, right? 
And this may sound horrible, and yes, it is not easy, but it's actually the only way you can stretch yourself and really grow. Because if you just keep doing what you already know, right, how to get the predictable approval, you'll never really learn something new about yourself, about the world, about your subject. And deep down inside, that is actually what you yearn for. That is what you want. So start noticing where you slip into perfectionism and try to slip right back out of it. You may feel scared in the moment, but you will experience so much less pressure and anxiety in your daily life that it is a thousand percent worth it. Have an amazing, imperfect week. Bye-bye. smart human probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours and the first step is actually getting your bearings doing a little brain audit and I have the perfect tool for that the mapping your unique brain workbook and you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.